1: Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on ScoreNorth and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company. Happy Sunday to you! Another edition of Vikings Vent Line here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and on our podcast streams. However, you consume us, whether it's visually right here on this YouTube channel. If this is the first time you're discovering us, hit the subscribe button and the like button for notifications. On Every time we post a video or update your podcast feed with Vikings Ventline, we do this show 365 days a year. So we have seven days a week of Vikings content, and Ventline typically comes to you guys, obviously, during the season, but even in the off season, I like to bring on Vikings fans and uh, get their opinions on things with the off season still always rolling on. It's Combine Week, at least it was wrapping up, so plenty of stuff still to get to. Obviously, the free agency will be opening up here in a couple weeks the draft will be here before we know it. And then once OTAs and mini camps and training camps starts, well, then all of a sudden it's football. There's no off season in the in, in, the, in the NFL and football land. So we love to uh, to hear from Vikings fans on that. So my name is Declan Goff. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to get in on a future episode of Vikings Vent Line, for our video audience, it's scrolling across the screen at the bottom there. It's VikingsVentLine at gmail.com. VikingsVentLine at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to get in on a future episode, uh, we have some... People in queue for future episodes, but I still like to hear from everyone and stuff, and there's sometimes last-minute droppers out or people that drop out. So if you'd like to get on the show, to shoot me an email. I'll keep you in mind. I'll put you on the list, and I'll gladly get you on here to discuss uh, some Vikings takes. I love hearing from everyone here. This, this Vikings community has been a lot of fun with Mackie, Judd, and myself that we've discovered the last few years, and uh, I'm excited to hear from all of you. So we got a few uh, Vikings fans who are about to join us here, Tim, Mason, and Nick. And we're going to discuss uh, some NFL draft steam, what the Vikings should do in the offseason. Plenty of stuff to get to. So without further ado, let's bring in our three guys. Let's got Tim here, who I believe is in South Dakota, correct?
2: No, I am in Farmington, Minnesota.
1: Not even close. Farmington, Minnesota. So he's in Farmington. Mason's, you're in Shoreview. And Nick, what's up, dude? How are you? I'm from Chicago. And you're in Chicago. You were calling me from Florida last week. We had a little bit of a technical issue, yeah, but now here. you're on here. Love it. Thank you for joining us. So we're all over. It's actually, like, mind-blowing to me how many Vikings fans are even outside of Minnesota. I think that's, like, one of the coolest things I've discovered with Vikings, Ventline, and Purple Daily. All these people from Tennessee and Texas and Australia and Europe, for God's sakes, that have joined us on Vikings, Ventline. It's not just Minnesotans. Uh, There there seems to be a collection of Vikings fans that are worldwide, and I really like it. Pretty damn cool. Um, Fellas, so the Combine. I was talking with some of you guys off mic. Mason, I was just talking with you and how the 40 times were off. But at the same time, whether it's bench presses, 40-yard dashes, hand sizes for God's sakes, everything gets measured at the Combine. Literally everything. And it's it's still a fun time in the NFL offseason. Judd and myself were talking about it this weekend. I think it's one of the most fun times in the entire NFL calendar year. Uh, but I feel like one guy who's really kind of stolen a lot of the headlines is Malik Willis, and Malik Willis is out of Liberty. There are some questions if you went to a big enough school and if if the numbers are legitimate. But the dude has a cannon of an arm. He was slinging some deep balls at the Combine this weekend. He obviously had the really cool moment outside the Combine where he was helping out a man on the street and stuff. So, um, Tim, I'm going to start with you. If Malik Willis is there at 12th overall, do you think the Vikings should take a chance?
2: I would definitely say yes. Uh, In terms of Malik Willis, I think he has strong arms, strong legs. He has a thick build that can hold up to NFL hits and uh, those obviously monstrous defensive linemen in the NFL. Uh, But obviously, even above and beyond that, he has intangibles. He has charisma. He has a strong personality. Uh, Unfortunately, I would say that his draft projection uh, has been following that of Trey Lance and will continue to follow that. Trey Lance ended up at number three come draft day. And in terms of player comparison, for Malik Willis, I would say you would compare very closely to someone who was also drafted number three overall by Houston, nineteen ninety-five, Steve Air McNair.
1: Heck yeah, yeah, dude! I love yeah. me some Steve McNair. I, I was born in ninety-two, uh, so like my first Vikings memories is like two thousand. I don't remember ninety-eight; I was too young. Uh, But I do remember 2000, that was the peak of Steve McNair, that that Titans and Rams Super Bowl was the first Super Bowl I ever watched, obviously a very memorable one of them being one yard short. Malik Willis next Steve McNair, that'd be an absolute steal. I hear what you're saying, that uh, his stock seems to just be rising, right? I mean, on big boards and prospect rankings, right now as it stands, he's kind of in that lower to teens and in the 20s, but with now the pro day happening soon, his combine performance, he could absolutely shoot up and even not be there at 12th overall in the Vikings. Uh, it, it's their turn to pick. Mason, what do you think? If, if Malik Willis is there at twelve, are you going to take the chance? And even would you potentially trade up to get him? Because uh, would, he, would he even be that worth it to move up in the draft to grab?
0: I'm gonna. I think I'm going to be against the consensus here. I'm going to say no. I do not want the Vikings to go after Malik Willis. In my eyes, you know, uh, just looking at his stats in his first five games at Liberty this past year, he was tremendous. Eleven touchdowns, no interceptions, and we all know how well he runs the ball. But that second half of the year in eight games, he threw 12 interceptions, one and a half a game, which is just you hear Kevin O'Connell talking in his press conferences about how much they care about the ball, about, you know, him praising Kirk for not turning it over. You know, I think kind of going after a guy like Malik Willis would be going against what they're saying. But, you know, with all that being said, I wouldn't be upset if they do. I wouldn't I wouldn't like the idea of trading up for him. But with uh, the amount of needs we have on the defensive side of the ball with corner, defensive line, you know, uh I would much rather see them going away in a position like Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley. But uh I wouldn't be upset. It would definitely be an exciting move. It would be uh something that we haven't some excitement that we haven't had around the team in forever. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, it, it seems like if, even if he is drafted, he potentially could be a project, right? Like he might not be a plug plug day one, week one starter and contribute right away. He could take some time and if Kirk Cousins is indeed still on the Vikings roster uh, by week one of, of this season, then you can make a case that, hey, Malik, Willis, Kellen, Mond, they can kind of sit back and watch them develop and watch them duke it out a little bit as uh, the Vikings figure out the future of their quarterback situation. Nick, what do you think, man? If, if Malik, Willis is there at 12, are you are you taking him? How you, how do you feel?
3: So I think if he's there at 12, I would go ahead and take him. But as far as getting a lower pick, I wouldn't stress that. Um Honestly, I think there's a lot in Telenman. I really like what he did in Texas, and I feel like with a new regime and these new um, offensive coaches, I think we could really do something with him. Um, same as to uh, Malik Willis, too. I really think that with this new regime, we could definitely do something with him. It's just a matter of, you know, what we're going to do and what Questy and O'Donnell or O'Connell decides that they want to do. So,
1: Do you have anything in mind, Nick, that, that you'd, like, you know, Obviously, Mason was saying how they could probably go Sauce Gardner. They can go cornerback. There's other needs on this team that aren't quarterback that, that they need to fill. Honestly,
3: in. I really, I would like to relieve Garrett Bradbury of duties <laughs> and try to find a young center because, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> uh, Eli Udo, too, He we need to, that line is something. But, I mean, we have two good players on there uh, right now with O'Neal and um Forgot the other guy's name, but Darisau. definitely for sure, yeah, Darasaw. I uh, another thing too, Wyatt Davis. I mean, I really right. feel like he could be a contributor to this team, but
1: you know that past regime is not not going to work. Tim, what do you, Tim? Do you have anything in mind at twelve overall that you'd like to see them grab?
2: Uh, Mason just basically stole it for me. I think uh, Malik Rose will be gone, but then I think Sauce Gardner, uh, Derek Stingley. I think South's probably going to be the first one taken off. I think Atlanta would make sense there. But I think Stingley, especially the LSU connections, we seem to have a bunch of LSU players already, the purple and gold connection already. Seems like, uh, especially in being friends with uh, Justin Jets, Jefferson, it just seems like that would li- kind of line up at this point in time. But there's also a lot of good depth at corner. There's also a lot of good depth at edge rusher. I mean, those are our two primary primary needs outside of quarterback, and this isn't a great quarterback draft, so – that's probably the two I would go with. I mean, another name to watch would be Jermaine Johnson, who is a Minnesota native. Yeah. But I think definitely Mason kind of hit it with the top two that he mentioned.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd be pretty surprised yeah. if um, if they do end up taking Malik Willis, if he is there even. I mean, just because I, I think there's so many more holes in this roster that they got to fill. Um, and cornerback and defensive end being two pieces that are just the covers a little barren right now. If Daniel Hunter's future murky, I think I think you'll you'll probably we'll probably figure out if Daniel Hunter is indeed staying here, if there's a restructure or whatever they want to do with his cap hit. I think that wouldn't limit them by taking defensive end, but if they were to move on for Daniel Hunter, I could see a situation in the first round where now defensive end could be someone with it being a very defensive end heavy draft that they could take um, at twelfth overall. Moving on from the draft into free agency, I'll start with you again here, Tim. Is, is there a free agency plan if you were Quayce uh, that you'd like to uh, have the Vikings look at this uh, look at here in a couple weeks when free agency opens?
2: Well, the theme of it, theme of it would be uh, bargain bin shopping, uh, especially where we're at with the cap. So definitely hitting up the dollar store uh, in terms of free agents that we go after. Uh, kind of continu- continuing off of with what Nick said there, and kind of address it. I think it would be summer. I think we can actually. Uh, in terms of Bradbury, I think he can actually be reclaimed a right guard. I think just in terms of his physical profile, he can play right guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in terms of reach blocking and reach blocking three techniques of the right guard, he can definitely do that in the run game. Uh, I think he'll have a better ability to anchor against smaller defensive tackles at right guard instead of center, especially without having to immediately anchor after snapping the ball. So I'd go bargain bin shopping for centers. Um, obviously, you know Brian Allen would be great from the Rams, but even cheaper than that. I'd probably go with Austin Blythe, uh, who was with the Rams prior to being with the Chiefs. So there's a connection there. Uh, and somebody who I think would take a cheap deal in order to compete and prove themselves would be Nick Martin. Uh, I would also re-sign Mason Cole for depth along the offensive line as well.
1: You, you bring up the uh, bargain bin shopping there, and it, it, it could potentially be an issue, right? Because if they don't create the cap space, like you said, they're going to the dollar store, and that's really the only place they can shop. They can't go anywhere else um and the, with the offensive line being a very heavy and free agency there's plenty of targets there including centers and guards i love the idea of, of bringing back mason cole as a depth dude like can you rely on him for 16 games maybe not but he but he when he played last year he was solid at least so i don't mind bringing him back either mason what do you think dude do you think uh what, what's your plan for free agency if you're a quasi adolfo mensa
0: well if i'm quasi adolfo mensa i'm trading kirk but that's a, <laughs> a topic for another day uh Right now, you look at this team, you look at the holes, uh, there's a lot of holes on defense, but this is a really deep uh, draft class for defensive positions, certainly corner, linebacker, and all across the defensive line. But my area that I'd like to see the team address in free agency has got to be interior offensive line. Uh, I think with a plethora of different moves that the team can make and free up some money, I really like James Daniels from the Bears. Has a uh, left guard, right guard, center flexibility. He's played all of them. And uh, just like Tim brought up Mason Cole, I think he's a great depth piece. And uh, I have an interesting tweet here from Daniel Jeremiah at NFL Network. Mm -hmm. Of the last five Super Bowl winning offensive lines, there have been three first-round picks, four guys picked in rounds two through three, seven in rounds four through seven, ten through free agency or trade, and one undrafted free agent. So I just – I think it shows the veteran, you know, kind of – uh, what's the word? The guy who gets moved around a lot is plug and play type of guy is who uh, who will do the job.
1: Yeah, I, I brought the, I brought that note too from Daniel Jeremiah with Jud earlier this week too. That it just seems it's not like you can't find a stud in the first round by any means, but you can find quality offensive linemen throughout the draft, right? In days two and three, and you might even be better off putting all that money instead of taking a first round pick, a high high draft pick on a, on a tackle or a guard or a center. You might be better off just spending that in free agency too. And yeah, I, I think that's a super interesting note. I mean, the Chiefs kind of rebuilt their offensive line in a similar way and they created cap space with Mahomes' contract and they were able to do that last year. Um, I With plenty of offensive linemen there, I think they will sign someone. I'm curious who that is. And I the Garrett Bradbeer experiment at center I feel like is mostly over and I think they'd be foolish to just give him the keys to the car again without some type of competition or some type of other look um, at training camp this year, so the offensive line again—it's—it's it's just in some area the Vikings fans need the, need the team to address. And there's a lot of different avenues to go about it. Nick, what what about you, man? What's your free agency plan uh, here in a couple of weeks?
3: Um, I kind of already talked about it. I just really would like them try to get some depth at the center position. Um, I back to what he said about the right guard. I really do think Gra- Garrett Bradbury is a better fit position because he is a little smaller than. Your average center, but um, just if I feel like if we get center and he's a big guy, he could block, powerful to move out the way, um, there's no limitations on what Kirk or anybody behind them could do. So I just really think that's the missing key on this offense is um, somebody who is aggressive at coaching and them not taking chances with getting cheap guards or, you know, trying to. Put people in positions that they're really not usually in, and you know that's not going to work.
1: You know, it, it seems like even though Kirk's future is obviously a little murky right here, the offense has two stud wide receivers right in Thielen and Jefferson. Herb Smith should be coming off uh, of of his injury and should be back and ready to rock. But Tyler Conklin was also solid. Dalvin Cook's a great running back. There's depth behind him in Nuwangu and Alex Madison. It just seems like they're one really solid offensive guard away from being a complete offense and one of the best in the NFL. I mean, I think the fact that they were outside the top ten in points even last year uh was still pretty like astonishing and, and not in a good way. Uh because they, they have all these horses and pieces that they should be a top ten offense and they weren't able to do so. So I I one more offensive lineman should hopefully fix this. And with Kevin O'Connell being an offensive coach, to your point, Nick, should be able to unlock some some stuff here and, and get this team over the hump offensively. Um, I'm kind of curious how that offense works and wh- what plan they want to do uh, on that, because most of their free agency money, I feel like, and targets is potentially going to be at least swinging towards the defensive side of the ball, since most of the things on the offense is taken care of outside of um, alignment or two. Uh, Tim, I'm curious, what, do you, what are your expectations in 2022 for the Vikings? I, I asked this question to, to the panel of guests last week, too, and both of them said kind of no, they they don't really care if they compete for a playoff spot or not. They just want to see growth with a lot of these players. I'm curious what you guys think. So, Tim, I'll start with you. Uh, what are your expectations for the Vikings this season?
2: So this is more expectations. This is more prediction. This isn't exactly what I would do. But in terms of prediction, I think Kirk uh, is with the team for one more year. I think they add a void year to his contract for 10 to $15 million for kind of kicking the can down the road to two, 2023 to get his cap hit lower for this year and then ends up being a lower cap hit for this year, and then he hits free agency where he can make even more money than he's already made already. Uh, But in terms of expectations with that, I think you guys kind of definitely hinted at it with Kirk. There's definitely a magnetic pull towards 500. No matter what he does, just a magnetic pull towards 500, plus one over 500, minus one over 500. I think that's going to be kind of the expectations. I think the offense will do extremely well. I think we'll do more 11 personnel, which definitely fits this team a lot better. I think the 11 personnel is going to absolutely allow Irv Smith to explode, just like he did in Alabama with a lot of their 11 personnel that they did with him in college at Alabama there. So I think that will definitely be advantageous to him a ton. So I think the offense will do well. I think the defense will be a work in progress. I think they don't really have the cap space to really uh, make the huge transition within one year. They obviously have a lot of veterans there. Uh, They'll either have to move on from this year, next year, or in the near future. So I think the defense will be a work in progress. And I think with Kirk and his check down manner, we'll just kind of have that, have that magnetic pull towards 500 once again, uh, either sneak into the playoffs or just miss it. And that'll be that.
1: Yeah. The, I mean, Kirk Cousins future kind of determines the expectations for this team going forward, right? I mean, if he's here, all right, I mean, run it back one more time, but also how does that cap hit look? Uh, can you get out of the contract? Is he, ex- is he extended? Is he here for the long haul? Are they adding void years? Um, with Kirk being reportedly not interested in taking a pay cut, um, it seems like he wants his money and wants his extension. And If the Vikings can't figure out a way to trade him because no one either wants him um, and wants to take on that $45 million cap hit, then you can add a void year. And yeah, it could just kind of absorb some of that blow and spread it out through the next few years if they have a rookie or a new quarterback in place, then, I mean, yeah, playoffs seem even more far-fetched, but it's it's more of the long haul, right? It's more figuring out who's going to be sticking around here for the long haul. What other defense, What other fixes can you make on defense to build it back up over the next few seasons and return uh, the playoff contention? Mason, what do you think, man? What's your expectations for the Vikings in 2022?
0: Well, obviously uh, wins, losses is, you know, just like Tim said, we're going to get pulled back to 500, but kind of, Focusing away from that, I want to see this team play the way that KOC and Quezio Adolfo Menz are saying they're trying to have them play. You know, KOC always talks about the three C's and communication and teamwork and, you know, building a strong culture. And I want to see that. You know, I don't think that's something that you can just talk about and not actually implement in a team. And uh, secondly, I want to see innovation on offense. You know, that's the whole reason we brought Kevin O'Connell in here was to kind of bring us to another level offensively. And I want to see that. I want to see motioning. I want to see uh, Justin Jefferson using a Cooper cup like way, you know, hopefully get that 2000 yard mark like him. But uh, also I I want to see young guys play, you know, that's something that we've been deprived from, you know, with Mike Simmer at the helm. He never, I don't know what it was. I don't know why, but I want to see Wyatt Davis. I want to see Patrick Jones, the third, I want to see Kellen Mon. I want to see Chaz Surratt, you know, third round, fourth round picks that just don't play for some reason, where you see guys like Creed Humphrey, who was a late second round pick for the Chiefs. Chiefs come in and have a, you know, an all-pro like rookie year it's at the center position and, you know, completely bolt their offense to new heights.
1: Yeah, it's uh I, I get a consensus that even if the Vikings aren't a lock to be a playoff team in twenty twenty two, can the offense take a next step and, and can they can they be fun to watch, right? I mean this this league has morphed to being an offensive first league and if you at least can ball it offensively, at least we get something to watch, and there's something to look forward to um, every Sunday. And then the second part of your point too of, well, where are these other guys? Where where the hell is Wyatt Davis? Why was he held held on the practice squad and was inactive for the majority of the season? You know, like if, if they had all these draft picks over the last two drafts, was it bad picks from Spielman or was it them being held hostage by Mike Zimmer? Kind of just having Kevin O'Connell and Quasey having their own stamp and their own development with their own coaches, it might change some uh, some things up. Nick, what do you think, man? What's your expectations for the Vikings in 2022?
3: Um, I'd say for the offense, um, I would just like them to take shots. I mean, far too many times I'm watching Minnesota games, and I'm not even at the edge of my seat. It's not, you know, exciting football. I'd like them to see them take shots. And, you know, um, on defense, I'd like them to close out on games. Far too many times where we're up and – I turn off the game and then um, I come back to the game and we're losing. You know, it's just it. We, we, you, there's got to be a standard that they hold to where they could keep the same play throughout the whole game and never fall on their face, you know, never get discouraged. And I feel like um, part of that reason was with the coaching staff. I mean, I mean, That's someone you should look up to. If you're 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 walking in the hallway and your coach don't even say hi to you, what kind of uh, relationship is that? You know. Um, So that's why I'm excited for this new regime.
1: Yeah, it just feels like a lot of guys are just walking on eggshells, right, over this last few years. And Eric Kendricks, that fear-based culture mindset, and that's uh, you know, to bring up an earlier point that I was talking about, like it just it doesn't make any sense why this offense looked the way it did last season with the amount of players that are on there, right? Like Justin Jefferson has a balls out and has a big season statistically, but it still felt like he wasn't even reaching the ceiling of what he really can do. And you're watching guys like Cooper cup and Debo Samuel, uh, be playmakers have the ball in their hands. And I know Kevin O'Connell was talking at the combine, how they want to turn Justin Jefferson into a Cooper cup where he's lining up all over the field and just putting the ball in his hands and letting the playmaker that he is make all those plays. and, I'm with you, fellas. Like, I, I, I think it's uh, kind of absurd to the fact that this offense has all these guys and they aren't able to do so. And then, as a Vikings fan, too, you get a little discouraged on Sundays when you're trying to watch this team and it's not as fun as it should be. And it, it doesn't look like it, it look, look, look the way you want it to look. So it can be super frustrating. Um, before we wrap up, guys, I'd like to give everyone a little room to give a little shout out or any last take you want to make um, here on Vikings Vent Line. Tim, I'll start with you. Is there anything else uh, you'd like to get off your chest here?
2: Uh, I'll give a quick shout out to uh, a couple of family members that uh, watched the show along with me, even though we're kind of space far apart. Uh, One thing uh, we do as Vikings fans, we definitely endure a lot of pain and frustration, but even with that pain and frustration, we pass on on our love for the Vikings uh, to the next generation extremely well. There's are kind of questionable decisions, but I'll give it a shout out to my two younger nephews, uh, Zach Haas, Jaden Haas. They'll probably watch this and it'll be a surprise when they see me. So shout out to them.
1: Love that, man. I'm i an uncle of six, so I completely get the uh, the uncle love, so I love the shout-out to the nephews. Mason, what do you think, dude? Uh, or Is there anyone you want to shout-out or one last take you want to get in before we wrap here?
0: My prayer, prayer for this offseason. Okay. Vikings, please trade Kirk Cousins for a 2023 first-round pick from anyone. Two first-round picks, able to move up, grab your quarterback of the future, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, I don't care, please.
1: I love the prayer. I love it. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with Kirk here. And uh, I'm, I'm, if someone wants to take the bait, whether that's a first or a second, I'm all in on that idea as well. Nick, what do you think, dude? One last take or anything you want to shout out here? Um, I mean,
3: I love it. Uh, I can't stand Kirk Cousins. He's got to go. I mean, he he needs to be he not on this team. He's definitely not a team player. Uh, he doesn't want to work with this contract to get more players on this team so we could actually do something. So that tells me all I need to know. It's Bye-bye.
1: Yeah. yeah it's uh if you want to take that pay cut that's what i was saying last week on vent line and this week too that if he wants to take a pay cut all right i can honestly play ball on that extension and i can kind of hear that and i can be okay with it but if he doesn't well then dude i can't help you here and, and i understand why kwacy and kevin o'connell would have to move on from him too so it'll be an interesting next couple of weeks here obviously we're about less than two weeks or so from uh from free agency opening and with mackie Judd and myself we're gonna be excited to talk about that um for tim mason nick thank you dudes for joining me on Vikings Vent Line. Appreciate you guys. If you'd like to get in on a future episode, for anyone watching, it's scrolling across the the bottom of your screen right there, VikingsVentLine at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in on a future episode, we'll be back in full strength. Mackie was out this last week. We'll be back in tow on Monday. Until then, boys, thank you very much. Skull, and we'll see what happens uh, the rest of the way. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily.